Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. you praise you and to seek your name i pray now god that you open up our hearts to receive your word in jesus name we all shout and say amen and amen before you sit down uh, high five your neighbor and tell him it's good to see them and uh, the other neighbor that you didn't pick the first time tell him i'm sorry but it's good to see you too ah so good so good to be here in the presence of the Lord, and I cannot believe that uh, this year is about to be over, but uh, how many can say that we've had a good, successful year? That was pretty weak. I said, we can say that we had a good, pretty good, successful year, and um, no matter if you are counting the the faults or all the the negative, always the positive outweighs those things. And the only thing I can honestly say today, if you're still breathing today, you had a wonderful, wonderful year. Amen. Because the Lord's favor is all over your life. Well, let's get right into the word of God. Um, turn your Bibles over to the book of um, sec, uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard the terminology or the phrase quiet quitting. Has anybody ever heard that, quiet quitting? Anybody? Quiet quitting is a terminology that that it's in the workplace of workforce where um, it's really in the now generation. And... Quiet quitters make up at least 50% of the USA uh, workforce where it's a terminology that, that's used where it's, it's quitting, but you're quiet about quitting. And, and it's this phrase that, that people use today, and it's not even a phrase that people use. It's just an action or your motives of how we pursue our life. It's, it's quitting, but you're quiet about quitting. So in the work world, what happens is that you can get so bored of your work. You can get so bored of what you are doing. And actually, you don't like your job. You don't love your job, but you do your job. If you don't go the extra mile when the overtime is offered to you, you don't do it. To stay later, you don't do it. To do the extra, you don't do it. It's really just saying, I'm here to get a paycheck. I'm here just to go ahead and get what I want to get. And it's a quiet quitting. You, there's no advancement in your workplace. There's no advancement in your success of life. Sad thing about it is that we can bring that same terminology, quiet quitting in the house of God. We're basically, we're here, 
But we won't do any extra in our lives. We're here. We're serving. We come to church. We lift up our hands. But inside of us, there's a quitting spirit of our lives. And what I hope to challenge to you today is, and what I hope to challenge you as a church is this, is that if you're in that place where you feel like quitting because this year wasn't your year, and you feel like every year hasn't been your year, and you're at a place of your life, that you are at a place where you have quit, but you have been doing it quietly. And it's a terminology that happens all over the world because the way you look at it is that sometimes you don't show up for prayer, sometimes you come to prayer, sometimes you come to church, or it's real easy for quiet quitters to really maybe not be in the attendance of the sanctuary, but you watch online. And please don't get don't get offended if you're watching online. I get it sometimes. People work. Um, there's elderly that, that have to go ahead and stay home because of, of, of being night, but then there are those that just choose, well, I'm just going to get my ghost. I'm just going to get my fever. I'm just going to go ahead and get my thrill through searching through YouTube and getting a fix of the Holy Ghost that way instead of being in church. Like to encourage you because we all come to a place of that in our lives in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and let's start with verse 54. And it says these words, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the moral with the immoral building, then they say that is written will come true. This is what I love. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. Through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. And I want to talk to you on the subject is that I got the victory. You got the victory. Your neighbors got the victory. And I'm here today to share with you on this last Thursday of 2023 is that no matter where your sting is at, no matter what situation that you may be in in your life today, 2024 may have not been the promising of your life, but I'm here today to tell you and then stand with you in agreement is that you and I got the victory, the victory over the enemy, the victory over any sin or addiction that may be in your life. It may not seem like it, but I'm here to declare that there is victory over your life today. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I came to preach to anybody in this room today who needs a stirring in your life to understand you may feel like a loser. It may feel like you're in last place, but when you are in God's hands and you are in the power of God's hands, when you have the spirit of God in your life, you are victorious. There is a power of understanding. I may 
may have lost. I may have lost and not even scored a point, but I know who I am. I am a child of God. I am the who I am because who he tells me who I am. Woo. I love it because we can come to a place of our lives where we all know what holds us back from worshiping God. We do. We know what holds us back in life. And and when you begin to think about this and you think about even the terminology is that we begin to talk about, uh, I'm not having fun uh, if I'm not winning. Uh, Have you ever played with people who are sore losers uh, where they say, forget it. Uh, They walked off the court. Uh, They walked off the field. Uh, Have you ever played a board game uh, when they're not winning? Uh, They just turn over the board game and say, forget it. You won. Let's just go ahead and go eat some more tamales. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, uh, I'm here today to tell you that the God that we serve today, uh, we are all winners. The principle that you begin to look at what Paul was talking about here in 1 Corinthians, he's speaking about the victory God gives. Verse 57, it says, uh, but thanks be to God that he gives us victory through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, This is a wonderful scripture, uh, a scripture that you often see uh, when you are just trying to lose weight, uh, lift up weights, or whatever it is. Uh, It's one of those scriptures that you just hang in your room and you stand there and go, yes, I got the victory. You probably got it in your weight room right now. Okay. When you begin to look at what Paul is saying, Paul is saying there will come a day where the perishable will put on imperishable, where the corruptible will put on incorruptible. He's talking about the resurrection of the righteous which will come on the last days. He's basing this experience in the example of Jesus Christ who did exactly what he did is when he got up from the grave. Death was there. Death got the first loss after Jesus was hung on the cross. He said it is finished but I am not done because I got the keys of death. Hell and grave. I I am the keeper. I am alive. So I'm here today to tell you, it may feel like there is death over your life, but when you have God on your side, you are victorious. He says God has given us the victory. He has given us the victory over anything that begins to stand in our way. And do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't happen all at once. It happens in the, in sudden movements of our lives. It happens gradually. It's victory that could depend on our lives. But it's not a, a deposit that you can go ahead and put and just begin to say, okay, I'm going to the, I'm going to the slot machine and I need it I need it now it's got to be our lifestyle it's got to be who we are it's our lifestyle and I'm here today to tell you uh, that I believe with all of my heart uh, as we enter in a brand new year uh, we enter in a brand new uh, year of our lives uh, you walk in uh, with your shoulders uh, popped up 
up with your head lifted high saying yes devil you took what you wanted to take yes you may have took my spouse my children but I know the God that I serve they will come back in they will walk into the kingdom of God because that's what you got to begin to tell the enemy see I love the fact is that this quiet quit of our lives is that some of us, I say some, so don't get all upset, okay? We come in with a quiet quit. I'm here, tell me hi. I high five because the pastor says it. I acknowledge people, but deep down inside, there's this quiet quit in our lives where you on the verge of quitting. You love your spouse. You tell your spouse you love them. You acknowledge your, uh, your spouse. Uh, but deep down inside, it's like uh, if you do one wrong move, you do wrong thing, uh, it's over, it's done. Because that's the, 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 the mindset of a quiet killer. I wonder if God has come to you today to tell you that there's victory in your life no matter what you're facing. See, we can come to a point, and I'm here today to tell you, is that sometimes in our lives, it's, it's not that it, you went on your Instagram. It's not, it's not that you, you're telling people, you know what, I'm a sinner now, and I'm just who I am. No, 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 no. See, because we, we have this mindset in our lives where we feel like, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not perfect, but I'm just forgiven I get it that we're not perfect, and I get it that we're forgiven, but that, does that mean and justify to tell people we can live like them in the world and live like everything else is okay and just be forgiven? No, because I believe that we should walk around and live victorious. Live victorious, live in victory, live of knowing that the Savior that we serve is a good God, that he has forgiven us, and we have a new life. And sometimes in our lives we can get so frustrated because it's not fun when we're not winning. And maybe you feel like you're not winning. You feel like everything is against you. You come to church and you sing songs like we're going to have a victory and you feel like you're defeated, uh, and you're at this point of your life where you just want to go ahead and quit on everything. It's an ugly feeling to ever feel like that when you come to church and you just go through the motions. You ever been like that before? Please don't raise your hand. I don't want everybody to condemn you. This is the truth. You raise your hand like, yeah, I feel like quitting. You're like, oh, God, I knew that. I knew Jesse felt like quitting that one time. He just looks so messed up. <laughs> it's an ugly feeling when you, you come and you try to serve God. You try to do everything that you want to do. But deep down inside, you're like, this may be the last one. This may be the last service. This may be the last year that I'm here. 
I'm talking about the quiet quit, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. He didn't just die so that I could be forgiven. He didn't just die so that I could fall. He died so that we can rise again like he did on the resurrection. I'm here today to tell you he did it for us so that we can rise to the occasion. When you look at verse 56, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. If the power of sin is the law that God gave, so I wouldn't know how to live, but the very law that had the power to show me to live, I was powerless to do because my sinfulness nature. But thanks be to God, as you begin to look at this, who gives us the victory, the victory over our sin, the victory over our addictions, the victory over our shortcomings of our lives, and you got to understand as you begin to look at this in verse 58 it says therefore stand firm let nothing move you what's holding you back from doing what God wants you to do in a brand new year What's holding you back to moving forward of all of the things that God wants to take you into the next level? When you begin to look at these verses, when you begin to look at what's taking place, many of you, are are you more committed to verse 57 or are you more committed to verse 58? Verse 57 says, talks about what God gives, the victory. And then verse 58 talks about what you, what you give yourself there are two types of people we want to live in victory and it's okay to live in victory I want to live in victory but it also talks about what you give yourself that's the hard part of giving ourselves away, giving what we are, giving what God has given us. Uh, if you don't give yourself uh, uh, to it, uh, expect God to give it to you. You're just going to go ahead and live your whole life frustrated, uh, wondering uh, why you're still down in all of the things. Uh, you have to understand uh, that there is victory in your life. Uh, when you do live in victory, uh, you begin to say, okay, God, uh, you gave me victory now here's my life back to you that's the good news it's the good news because when you get to live in victory see when I look out to 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 out into this crowd there's so many people where God had turned your life around miraculously Everyone has a testimony in this room here today. A testimony where you begin to say, are you kidding me? That's you? That was your life? You stabbed 20 people? I'm just using that as an example, you know? (laughs) But when you live in victory, you give yourself away 
When you live in victory, uh, when you live victorious, uh, can I preach this for a very moment? Uh, is that when you live in victory, uh, when you live in victory, uh, you begin to say, uh, I got what I got. Uh, I got what I need. Uh, I got the victory. Uh, I got the joy. Uh, I got the promise. Uh, I got the assurance. Uh, I got the blood of Jesus over my life. Uh, I got it. Uh, I got the same God uh, that touched your life. Uh, I got the great high priest uh, who's within me. Uh, I got wisdom. I got knowledge. Uh, I got the experience. Uh, I got it. Uh, when you live in victory, uh, you begin to say, I got it. Uh, I got something uh, that the world wants, uh, but I got it. Uh, I got it because I live in victory. Uh, I got it on the inside. Uh, I got it on the outside. Uh, it may not look like I got it. I didn't even have to post about it, but I'm here today to tell you I got it. I got it because I live in victory. I got it. Tell your neighbor I got it. See, when you realize that, when you live in victory, you begin to say, I already got it. Uh, when you experience victory, uh, you begin to begin to show yourself of knowing uh, that I already got it. Uh, when you go to a job interview uh, and you know that you need this job uh, because it pays a little bit more uh, and you begin to look at the description uh, of what the qualifications are, uh, you said, I only got one qualification uh, and that qualification is this, uh, is that uh, my name uh, is already on it because uh, I already got it. Uh, you got to walk into a brand new year and say, I got it. Uh, why do I got it? Uh, because I was victorious last year uh, and the year before uh, and the year before. Uh, yeah, the devil took me out. Uh, the devil lied to me, uh, but I'm still standing. I've got it. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and go, I got it. I know you're all trying to be conceited now. I know I got it. I mean, you all remember when you were single trying to pick up on, you know, the person that you're married to right here. Like, I got it. That's the confidence I'm trying to tell you. I've got it. When you walk into the room, I've got it. Uh, when I walk into the job place, I got it. Uh, when I need a loan because I know I need to get a loan, uh, I got it. Uh, when you need a miracle uh, and you're going into the hospital room uh, for a miracle, uh, you walk in there and say, I got it. Uh, I got the miracle. Uh, I got it. It's already here. L.A. is, uh, please forgive me if you're offended by this, but L.A. sports has really played with our emotions over the last couple of years. Especially Dodger fans. I'm just saying, it plays with our emotions, right? Basketball plays with our emotions. It does. Football, it plays with our emotions. 
<laughs> and what amazes me is this, is that when you look at a team who is losing and uh, when they're just like at a place of their lives, uh, you got some players uh, who just already gave up. Uh, they already threw in the towel. Uh, they already said, I am done. Uh, then you got some other players uh, that said, uh, just go ahead and give me the ball. Go ahead and pitch it to me. Uh, do whatever it takes to win. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, is that if you begin to come to church uh, and realize uh, that your brother, your sister feels like they're quitting, uh, you need to encourage them uh, and tell them uh, we got it together. Uh, we can make it together. Uh, why? Because there's victory on our side. Uh, we already won. Uh, the death uh, has already been broken. Uh, Jesus already resurrected from the grave. Uh, he has the keys to heaven. Uh, and we uh, are on the winning side. Oh, but it determines on who we are. It determines on what we want to do in life. I love the fact that he tells us in these scriptures is that is our choice to stand firm. How can we expect total victory if we live in partial obedience in life? You see, we have to understand is that we have to do that what we all have to do is that we have to labor together. We have to fight together. Uh, we have to be able to be willing together to win souls for Christ uh, and begin to enter in a brand new year of saying, uh, we got this. I know I'm a little loud. Where are you in that place of feeling like you're quietly giving up? See, when you look at these scriptures and you begin to look at what he is talking about, God gave us the gift to do what we can do. God gave you the gave you a, a charge to do it. God gave you the ability to do it. Uh, you see, you're just not going to quit on church. Uh, you're just not going to quit on your dream. Why? Because uh, God is not done with you yet. He's not done with you. He's not done with your spouse. He's not done with your children. Uh, it may not look like uh, it's the way that you want it to go, uh, but God is saying to you today, uh, my brother and my sister, is that he is not done with you yet. Uh, there is victory. There is a process uh, that takes place. Uh, and I believe with all of my heart uh, and all of my soul uh, is that we begin to partner together uh, in 2024 uh, as we begin to hand uh, together, uh, lock arms together and say, devil, uh, if you're going to take him out, uh, then you better try to take me out. Uh, if you want to take them out, uh, then you got to go through all of us. Uh, and if you begin to scare the devil that way, uh, he may try to come a little bit harder. Uh, but if he comes a little bit harder, you begin to reference back. Uh, I won one battle before. Uh, it's like David uh, when he went to 
to the giant. He went to the giant and said, go ahead with your bad self. I fought a bear and I fought a lion. Go ahead with your big bad self. I know who I am. And that's how we got to walk in to a brand new year and say, yes, go ahead and do what you want to do. But I know what I fought off. My marriage was on the rocks. My children walked out. I lost my job. I lost everything. But I'm still standing. Because why? I got the victory. That's how you got to walk in to a place and into a brand new year. I love that five people clapped. I'm just kidding. God gave us the ability, and it's this gift of victory. The gift of victory. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because it's a gift that is just given to us. The only way that I could look at it is this. I've shared with you that I, I love Rocky movies. I could watch them and re-watch them for the hundredth time and still be amazed and go, wow, he won. How did he get up and beat Apollo Creed by one second? How? But Rocky 2001, because <laughs> there's Rocky Balboa, there's Rocky, Rocky's life, Creed, oh, there's all of them. But in his mind, there's always his coach. Ah, you got it, Rock. You got it, Rock. You can do it. That's how I see Jesus in our ear. You got it, Malachi. You got it, Malachi. You got it, Malachi. Let me wrap this up. I only got 28 seconds. There's a story in the Bible. I love this story so much. I preached about it so many times. It's the story of Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 13. Elisha had been suffering from an illness, which he is now about to die. When you look at Elisha, you begin to look at the scripture where in this illness, which he, he died. What I love apart, the, 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 the scripture is that he didn't die until God was, was done with him. The illness didn't take him away it was God that took him away but when you begin to look at the story of this and when you begin to look at what's taking place is that there is this new if I can honestly say this new servant that has to come come into play and where's my keyboard player Is that when you look at the, this story, the, script, the scriptures are there, and I'm just going to go ahead and paraphrase it and bring it down to, to a closing is this, is because what's so powerful about this 
is that he begins to tell them, get a bow and arrow. Then he begins to tell him in the story is that he says, open the window. And he begins to give him the instructions to what? To what? Thank you for the one that reads their Bible. Shoot. And what does he do? He shoots the arrow. What I love about this is that he's obedient. He's doing everything that the servant is telling him. He's doing everything exactly to what is to go ahead and take place. What gets me into this story, though, is the story where he begins to say, get the arrows and strike the ground. What's amazing to me is that when you begin to look at this story, everything goes into play. He does exactly what everything the servant does. He does everything. He does everything just like what we do. We say, stand, you stand. When you say, shout, you shout. When you say, let's pray, you begin to say, let's pray. But when you begin to understand in your life of this story, it begins to say, now what I want you to do now with these arrows is, is I want you to strike the ground. Now, go ahead and do it. What's important here. It doesn't tell him how many times to do it. It doesn't even tell him how to hit it. It doesn't even tell him to smack the ground. It doesn't even do it. It just says hit the ground. And he does it. He does it. He hits the ground. Strikes the ground. And he struck it three times. This servant had a quiet quit in him. He was doing what he was told. He was doing what he was supposed to but there's something very interesting in that verse that says that he stopped. There's nothing wrong with stopping. Uh, believe me, there is nothing. Uh, but there is nothing there to tell him how many times to strike the ground. Uh, but in verse 19, the man of God was angry at him. And he said that you should have struck the ground five or six more times. Then you would have defeated and completely destroyed everything. Why do I bring that up? What was going through his mind? Position? To be next in line? Or just go through the motions in life? You see, when somebody tells me to scream, when somebody tells me to shout for God, I'm going to do it no matter what it is. Like myself today, I knew I was a little bit under the weather, but I was uh, going to be calm about it. I wasn't going to say, give me a cup of tea so my voice can last all the way through. I'm about to preach all the way till I, I got no voice. Uh, I'm about to shout until I can can't shout no more. Why? This is because I want to know that I gave God my very best, uh, and he begins to get angry at him and said, is that all you got? If you would have struck more, there would have been more victories that you could have won. 
My challenge to you as a church, my challenge to you as an individual is this, is that are we at a place of our lives where you are at a quiet quit of your life, uh, at a quiet quit of your life. Uh, I'm here today to tell you is that if God is telling you uh, to rise up, you say, okay, God, I'm rising up. If God tells you to witness, uh, then you go ahead and witness. Uh, if God is telling you to do something, uh, you go ahead and go the extra mile. Uh, you do whatever it takes. Uh, you don't need to be told anything. Uh, when you love God uh, and when you're in victorious uh, motion of your life, uh, you don't ask questions. Uh, you go ahead and do it. Uh, when something is put for you, you go with all of your heart and you do it. It's an ugly feeling for a quiet quit because when there's a quiet quit in your life, temptation sets in. And when temptation sets in and you have already backed away from what God wants to do in your life, it's a trap. Look, and I'm not telling you that we're sinners in here. We're all sinners. I'm far from perfect. But as we stand to our feet, we live in a world today that, I mean, think about it. Why did he stop? Why did he quit? We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. If you didn't, don't, if you, uh, if God didn't tell you to quit, then don't quit. But as long as I've been serving God, uh, God has not ever told me to quit. Uh, he told me to keep pushing. Uh, he told me to keep pressing. Uh, he told me to keep praising. Uh, he told me to keep shouting. Uh, he told me to keep on pressing in no matter how hard it gets. Uh, no matter what it is. God has been too good for us to quit. He's been too good for us to quit. Can I talk to, to couples right now? It may be hard. Don't quit. Don't take the three annoying things that your spouse does and say, forget it. Take the 300 things they did right and praise them and love them and care about them. Uh, offset what annoys you. Uh, offset what your kids do to annoy you. You love them. You care about them and say, my prodigals will come back to God. Uh, they will come into the kingdom of God. Uh, you have to keep on striking the ground uh, no matter what it takes uh, to see what God is going to do in your life. I look out today, you've gone too far for you just to tiptoe 
into a brand new year. I love how Raul dances. Anybody love the way Raul dances? I do. I said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to dance like he does. You know, that tiptoe thing, you know, it's like, that's how I want to enter in a brand new year. Not looking back like I barely made it. No, 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 no. Stop saying you barely made it. You made it. Well, I barely made it. Stop saying that. You made it. You're victorious. You made it into the house of God. Uh, now worship God like you love him. Uh, praise him like you love him. Uh, you do what it takes, then what you do. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Today, I believe that God has spoken to many people in this room here today. Today, if you're willing...